0: And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Monday, March the 22nd, 2021, in the year of our Lord. Today, on March 22nd, 1941, the Grand Coulee Hydroelectric Dam in Washington State, it officially went into operation. 1941. That was a good year. Today, in 1622, Indians attacked the colonists in the James River Colony killed 350 of them. Today, in 1765, the Stamp Act was uh, imposed on the colonists. It was the first direct taxation without representation uh, of England on the colonists, today in 1765. Today, in 1775, British statesman Edmund Burke was urging his fellow British comrades to Reconcile with America, not continue to just put them off. The king wouldn't respond, as we know from some of the responses that were sent to him, the colonists. Some of our founding fathers were asking him to, to talk to them. They wanted to reconcile. They were trying to create an environment to reconcile. Edmund Burke was encouraging his colleagues to reconcile with America. That didn't happen. The king just ignored them, didn't even respond. So finally, that led up to the Declaration of Independence and the Revolutionary War, as we know. Today, 1993, Intel Corporation unveiled the original Pentium computer chip. That changed everything. Today, in 2010, Google stopped censoring the Internet for China by shifting its search engine off the mainland of Hong Kong. Today in 2019, Special Counsel Robert Mueller, he closed his Russia investigation. There was no evidence of Russian collusion. After what, 40, 45 million dollars was it? Something like that. No collusion. Former, former President Jimmy Carter, today in 2019, became the longest-living chief executive in American history, had 94 years and 172 days old. That was today in 2019. He exceeded the lifespan of the late former president, George H.W. Bush. One year ago today, New York Governor Andrew Como, he ordered all non-essential businesses in the state to close and non-essential workers to stay home. Andrew Como was riding high. He was king of the hill. Just where he wanted to be. On television every day, putting on a little theater, a little stage play. In fact, he ended up winning an award from the Academy, the Hollywood Academy for it. It's not going so well for Andrew now. They've turned on the light and pulled back the veil. And all the stuff that he was doing, including being inappropriate with a number of women, apparently, and all the rest of it. He was so full of himself, he thought he was above it all. And now even his own colleagues are calling for his resignation as the governor of New York. One year ago today, Kentucky Republican Rand Paul, he became the first member of the U.S. Senate to report testing positive for the coronavirus. And today, Pat Robertson, the 700 Club, Pat Robertson, 91 years old, Today, President Joe Biden's administration is saying they're going to spend $86 million to house migrants crossing the southern border, going to put them in hotels, brand name hotels. New report wasn't intended to be released, but it leaked out. About 1,200 migrant family members will be housed in these hotels. Part of a contract that's been awarded by the administration. We learned that on Saturday. Saturday. Illegal border crossings have surged since Biden took office, and the detention facilities, well, they can't hold anymore. They talked about Trump, and now he abused the people at the border by overcrowding the detention facilities. We're looking at that and exponentially more now. Same thing. The problem has been exacerbated by Biden's policies or lack of them, He's basically opened the border last night. He was declaring the border is closed. The border is closed, but it's not. Overnight, <laughs> overnight, a thousand people came across that border that the border patrol know about. The hotels are reportedly going to be in Arizona and Texas, and they'll uh, they'll have this contract that they will be able to uh, to use, you know, to extend if he wants to do that. So we're looking at some very, very interesting times ahead for immigration, as we call it, in America, because it is totally out of control. In fact, there's a story out there from Washington Post uh, over the weekend that Biden administration is considering. In fact, they've requested airplanes to fly migrants from the border, put them in an airplane and fly them up to the Canadian border in the United States but up to the border so and start dropping them off in towns and cities along our northern border for processing this new spike in a number of families and children crossing the Rio, Rio Grande into uh, particularly south texas it's just overflowing it's totally out of control so he's going to take them up to the canadian border and put them in our cities along, I guess, Bellingham or north in Washington's estate. I mean, just look across the map, and some of you are listening as I speak. And they're going to be dropping them into your towns along the Canadian border, north part of the United States. And um, they'll be processing there and them there and letting, turning them loose into the communities. And so... The border agencies have confirmed that that is what Biden is doing now as he's requested the airplanes. This was overnight uh, this weekend. The air transport plan is the largest uh, or the latest measure in the Biden administration scramble to try to figure out what to do. He doesn't seem to know what to do. And they keep calling it as lately as last night. Biden administration officials were saying, well, we don't think it's a crisis. We think it's a stressful challenge. It seems like the left always plays with words. They always, they know that words matter and they will redefine words, use words to grossly mislead people. And if they're called out publicly on it, I'm talking about the secular progressive worldview. I'm not talking about politics. I'm talking about who we are as people and what we believe. The Bible says from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks who we are. And the secular progressive worldview stands in absolute contest with God's Word. It opposes most everything that is taught to us as truth in God's Word. So it's not hardly a stressful challenge. But if they're cornered, they would say, well, of course, yeah, it's, it's a it's a crisis. I mean, if you want to call it that, that's the way they respond. That's the way that worldview responds. So these mar- these migrants are getting, are getting not only hotels in the south, but they're now being flown up to the northern cities to be released there. And if that weren't enough, oh, I'm not suggesting these people aren't people that are loved by God. They are, and they should be cared for. The Bible is very clear on that. If these people are brought in or allowed to just walk in across the border, and that's exactly what's happening now, George Soros is rejoicing. He is, because he's, he doesn't pray, I'm sure, but he's hoped for this, and he spent billions of dollars to get to this point, and we're here. Our borders are collapsing as we speak because of the policies of this administration. But Fox News confirmed yesterday that border patrol agents on the Rio Grande Valley sector have begun to process and release illegal border crossers who claim asylum without even issuing a notice to appear. What that means is what they've been doing in the past during the Obama administration, Trump cut that off. I mean, he stopped that. But what they were doing during the Obama Biden administration, they would catch them and release them, catch and release. You heard that phrase a lot. They would catch them and process them and, take their name at least, I don't know what other information they were able to get, but then they would give them a court date. It was a joke because these people didn't show up for the court date. I mean, why would they? Nobody did anything to them, so they didn't show up for the court date, but they were at least issued a court date. Now, as I said, Fox News confirmed yesterday afternoon that the patrol agents have been ordered. They don't want to do this. They want to do their job, but they have been ordered to just catch them, take them into custody, and release them without even scheduling a court date for a hearing. It's an unprecedented move. It places the responsibility then of seeking asylum on the migrant. So it's up to you to go get a court date wherever you're going to end up in America and be processed. They're not going to do that, and the Biden administration knows that. Fox News said multiple Border Patrol agencies confirmed that that is now, as of this weekend, the new process. Well, I'll tell you. Did you see, you probably did see that little clip of a video of Joe Biden, President Biden, trying to run up the stairs of the airplane. I mentioned it on Friday. But I, it played just incessantly over the weekend. It's kind of amusing, but it's it's sad. He's trying to look healthy. He's trying to look vibrant. I mean, I understand what he's doing. But he started up those steps, and if you haven't seen it, it's it just, I would play the clip, I suppose, if this were a television program, but it's sad. He started to run up the steps. He trips, and he gets up immediately. This is on that long, you know, uh, stairway that they roll up to the to the uh, air force one the presidential plane and he tries to run up there he trips and and falls kind of and he jumps He up, gets up real quickly on the stairs and he starts again and just in just a matter of seconds he falls again and then he jumps up and he takes off again trying to sort of run up the steps and he completely falls turns and falls on his back on the steps grasping for the rail and he finally then takes one you know a rail in each hand on the walkway the stairway and makes it on up into the plane but you just have to wonder you know what's going on in the Oval Office I mean we all get to that point I suppose at one point or another in our lives I mean people reach that point at different ages but man is he there I mean should he be doing what he's doing. I think a lot of people are beginning to say, even people on his side are starting to say that they don't think that he should be, I mean, <laughs> serving. I mean, Democrats are starting to kind of question this now. But then then you hear what he said in Atlanta. He and Kamala Harris, the vice president, went down there to sort of, well, to meet with Asians and to show their support. For Asians, and again, I have a lot of Asian friends. Please don't misunderstand me if you don't listen to this program. Yes, we've built churches in Asia as well, just like Central America and Africa and all over the place. I've worked with those folks, lived with them, built churches, prayed with them, rejoiced with them. I I know the Asians. But they're trying to make our president, are trying to confirm the fact that that young guy that went to those massage parlors and shot a number of people. It's a horrible tragedy. And they are determined to make that a hate crime. Maybe it is a hate crime. I don't know, but they don't know either. The authorities in Atlanta are saying they don't know what this guy's motive was. But he has admitted he was sexually addicted, meaning he was going to those massage parlors for sex all the time. He'd been in there before. But they're not wanting to make this a very problemed young man who, by the way, was involved in youth ministry in his church, of all things. Not sure what church it was, but I heard somebody reporting on that over the weekend as well. That's another very sad part of this story. But the people he killed were Asians. Apparently all of them were. But our president and, and the left in America is determined to make that a hate crime not a problemed young man who desperately needed help. I'm not saying he sh- he should be vindicated at all. He should be processed by the law, and he will be, and he won't be vindicated. But they are trying to make this, they're trying to seize this, to make this a hate crime because hate crime is what they want, they need to move their agenda forward. So they're in, in Atlanta, and they're meeting with the Asian community, and the Asian community is... Obviously and understandably, very upset and grieving, and they're afraid probably that this is a hate crime because that's all they hear out of Washington D.C. So Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are there, and Joe Biden starts to talk, and he st- <laughs> the first almost the first thing he says is, you know, he said I'm not smart enough to be addressing all of this, but he said the vice president is smarter than I am. And she should be addressing these issues. Now I understand what he was trying to do. He was trying to connect her Asian ancestry, which she is part Asian, to the Asian community. But he went on then to talk about he said Americans are are are, are filled with racism and xenophobia. And he said unfounded He said, we're claiming all of these allegations, they're backed by science, and we need to get to the bottom of this, and we must purge ourselves of this xenophobia, racism, and on and on and on. And then he admits again, he said, Harris is smarter. And he said, President Harris should be talking to you. He called her President Harris. Now, I'm not Einstein. But even I know the difference between President Biden and Vice President Harris. Clearly, there's discussion about Harris stepping in to become president of the United States. I've said that before, but it just it never ends. These guys just keep rolling with this, and he is cognitively impeded enough to where it just is a kind of a slip of the tongue, I guess, and he keeps bringing this up, and he keeps referring to her. I don't think it's purposeful. I think it's, I mean, maybe it is. I don't know, but it sure is odd that he keeps referring to her as President Kamala Harris and President Harris and all of this kind of thing. I don't know, but I'll tell you, we live in uncertain and troubling times, but Our lives are built on the solid rock of Jesus Christ. If we're a Christian, if we're not, we're in trouble. Most of what I say on this program won't work for you, as Charles Stanley often says, if you're not a Christian. Because we're coming from a very biased point of view, and that is a biblical worldview. We talk about what's happening in the news every day. We try to make sense of it. We at least expose it and talk about it. But we do so from a biblical point of view every single day. We do our best to talk to you about what you're hearing on the news or seeing and hearing on television. Former President Donald Trump announced over the weekend he's going to set up his own social media platform. He'll be returning to posting online in two to three months. His advisor, Jason Miller, said in an interview, he said Trump is coming back. He had nearly 90 million followers on social media before they kicked him off. Twitter banned him for life because they didn't like his message. They don't like him. Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Snapchat, all the others, they also have suspended the former president mostly for life. So Trump said, fine. I'll take my almost 90 million followers and that's a pretty good start for a social media platform. I mean, it's unbelievably good. And he's going to start his own be out about the middle of May. I don't know if it's going to be something that other people can get on or if it's only going to be used by him. I would assume it'll be for public consumption. I don't know that. I I kind of looked into some of the things they were saying yesterday about it in the news and a number of the news, the conservative news was talking a lot about it. The secular progressive news, the far left news, they mentioned it a couple of times. So I'm not sure how it's all going to work, but it's going to be a big deal And, you know, out of confusion, oftentimes rises good things, not bad things. But I tell you, we live in a time of chaos in our world and in our communities. I want to thank you for your support, allowing us to be on this program and on the air every morning. As I have said so often, with all of my heart, I believe it. If it weren't for you, I wouldn't be here. I could want to be here and feel that God wanted me to be here, and I could have a lot to say, but I wouldn't be saying it. You make it possible. Thank you so much. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. One of the grandest schemes of hypocrisy that I've ever seen in modern politics, Speaker Nancy Pelosi is now claiming that the 2020 election, yeah, I thought that conversation ended. That's part of why Trump got kicked off Twitter. He kept saying there's fraud in this election. There is fraud in the 2020 election, and other people were saying the same thing. That's part of why they kicked him off. They said he was spreading misinformation. Well, now Nancy Pelosi is saying there was fraud in the 2020 election. And she's trying to get this this newly elected Congresswoman, this Representative Marionette Miller Meeks, she's a Republican from Iowa, she's trying to get her uncertified, decertified, without any evidence of fraud. Nancy doesn't want to bring forth the evidence of fraud because she says there is no fraud. She's been saying that now since November. No fraud. But now she's saying, Well, something's wrong with that election. And honestly, I read that twice to be sure I wasn't misreading it. But I'm not. She's trying to get rid of this Congress person because she doesn't like her and because her win was a narrow vote, not a landslide. Arizona state legislature, they're also being heard now. They're saying, wait a minute, hold it. We want to see the ballots not the results of the ballots. We don't want the report from these Dominion people. We want their machines, and we want the ballots that the people who elected us filled out with their own hands. There's 2.1 million of them, and they have just, they passed a law in Maricopa County, for Maricopa County, the largest in in Arizona, and for you Washingtonians, that's and an Oregonians, that would be Multnomah County in Oregon and King County in the, the equivalent it's in Washington. And the big counties are more liberal, as you know, where the big cities are, and that's what's behind a lot of this. But the progressive hypocrisy is just unbelievable. I mean, it's shameless. It's it's blatant. But anyway, that's that's what Pelosi's doing. And so the Arizona State Legislature, which is controlled by conservative Republicans, have stepped up and they said, no, we're going to check this out ourselves. But we're learning. A tragedy and mockery here. It was called a coup. People like Nancy Pelosi were saying Trump is trying to, and his people are trying to pull off a coup in America. But Nancy Pelosi is now actually trying to get rid of an Iowa Republican representative weeks after the election was certified without any evidence of fraud and as i said she doesn't want to talk about fraud because that doesn't fit the narrative even the des moines register is kind of struck by the hypocrisy and timing of this effort by the by the democrats they're even questioning it and there are a number of democrats that are also questioning they're saying miss pelosi very respectfully why are we doing this and some are saying they don't think it's going to be good because the Republicans are going to turn that on the Democrats in the next election and make ads and run them on television and radio about that. But Nancy and her House of Representatives are making more than a few people nervous, yet they're proceeding. She's marching on with her mask and her banner Well Democrats ask what motivates her to do this because politically it's not very wise. In fact, it's astounding to us ordinary people out here who just sort of live by truth and common sense. Mitch McConnell said the process played out in a way that every liberal in America spent November, December, and January insisting is beyond question. Now, he said, fast forward a few weeks and the Democrat leadership is trying to use brute political power to kick Miller-Meeks out, and replace this congresswoman with a Democrat who she defeated. He said, you won't often see hypocrisy this blatant and this shameless so quickly. I don't agree with a lot of what McConnell says, to be honest with you, but I certainly agree with that. I'm wondering if social media will react as they did with Republicans. If Nancy is suggesting that the fraud is so egregious that we should just remove a woman who's been certified to the House of Representatives because she's in the other party. Will social media take her off? I mean, will Mark Zuckerberg kick her off Facebook or whatever she's on? I don't know. I think we all know the answer to that. But the country is watching and there's kind of an awakening out of this chaos. And Americans are looking and they're saying, this something's very, very wrong here. So just when they thought they had buried this last election, And I personally believe there was fraud and corruption in it, and I think it was more than the normal amount of fraud and corruption that one would find in these kinds of things due to mail-in ballots and all of that. But now America's watching, and who knows what can come out of the chaos and the confusion around this last election. I'm not suggesting that anything like a presidential election will be overturned. I know there are those that are saying that. I don't believe that's going to happen. But I do believe that this awakening, this renewed interest in the integrity of our elections will only be a good thing. James Perloff wrote the phrase as a title to a book, as a matter of fact, one of his several books, Truth is a Lonely Warrior. It often evades the public. He popularized that phrase. Others have used it. But equating truth to virtue and morality, James John John Adams, America's second president, he said, Statesmen, my dear sir, speaking to Washington, may plan and speculate for liberty. But it is religion and morality alone which can establish the principles upon which freedom can securely stand. He continued. He said the only foundation of a free constitution is pure v- virtue. And if this cannot be inspired into our people in a greater measure than they have it now, and that was a while ago, he said, I continue to quote him, they may change their rulers and the forms of government, but they will not obtain a lasting liberty. What he was saying is that truth and freedom are eternally linked. In the chaos of the crucifixion, Pilate looked at Jesus in the face, and he asked, what is truth? Clearly, he did not discern truth when he was looking at it, or he was simply in denial. But he would later claim to the authorities that he didn't think that Jesus was guilty of anything except those who were afraid of him and feared his influence.